You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Alter Echo. This is our weekly scripture and message podcast, which is different from our text study podcast that I hope you'll also look up. That's called Alter Echo Text Study Podcast. But this is our weekly worship podcast where we hear the primary scripture of the day and then reflect on that in some form of a message or homily. So good to have you along this is your first time finding us here on Alter Echo, a special word of welcome to you. We come on this weekend that is leading up to the first Sunday in February. We got through January, and yet, boy, the cold up here in Minnesota and the frozen tundra has not abated. Looks like next week it will. And so we always have hope. We Minnesotans are people of great hope because uh, this too shall pass, and the days are getting longer, and the light is stronger as the sun brings a little more warmth eventually, and we're moving ahead. So, Good to be with you on this weekend of hope. We are in Brian McLaren's book, We Make the Road by Walking, in a chapter entitled Jesus and Hell, and that is the topic today. I shouldn't chuckle because it is really serious, and you'll hear more about this in just a little bit. But sometimes we just have to have to take a little bit of the, the, the gravity of things away for a moment just to have a sit back so we can consider this. We're in Luke chapter 16. If you have your Bible, go ahead and get it open. Luke chapter 16. We're going to read that story called The Rich Man and Lazarus. It's a bit of a parable from Jesus. It's, it's verses 19 through 31 in chapter 16 of the Gospel of Luke. Let me read this word, and then we'll reflect on it today. Luke 16, 19 to 31. Jesus' words. Jesus says this, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died. It was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so and no one can cross from there to us. He said, Then, Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, 
They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, no, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. <laughs> Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. There's so much to say about this parable, but I'm just going to say one thing today. So, will you pray with me first? Let's pray a new sort of serenity prayer as we begin today. God, grant me the serenity to stop beating myself up for not doing things perfectly, the courage to forgive myself because I'm working on doing better, and the wisdom to know that you already love me and everyone just the way I am. Amen. That's a prayer by Eleanor Brown. There's some irony in that prayer for us today, as we will find out. All right, everybody. Today, our theme is Jesus and Hell. I'm going to be preaching in the pulpit on Sunday morning at St. John's Church, where I normally don't preach. Usually, I'm out front, just like my colleague, Pastor Kim, is too. But I want to be especially careful with my words this weekend. Pastor Kim and I are always careful with our preparation to proclaim the gospel through a sermon, a message. But some topics demand even more specificity and perhaps less of a conversational quality to them. We don't talk about this often, but it is a daunting thing to be one who brings the holy, sacred word of God to people. A word that has the power to save us, as the Apostle Paul has said. It's daunting to, to communicate it clearly and faithfully. We preachers trust the Holy Spirit a great deal to come and help us in this endeavor, in this calling every single week. This is simply a hard topic today. It's hard in part because it is loaded with lots of common assumptions and images of hell in our minds that are found nowhere in the Bible. In Brian McLaren's chapter this week on this topic even, he says Jesus here in our lessons is actually unteaching people about false assumptions of hell and damnation and eternal punishment. I'm going to take a cue today from our faith's namesake, Martin Luther, just as McLaren did, and draw back our speculation about an eternal reality of hell. Luther noticed that people talk about hell and even heaven more than the Bible actually does. He recognized that this is God's realm to deal with, not ours. So, we should draw back to, for us ELCA Lutherans, our faith and trust is ardently placed in the Lamb of God, Christ our Savior, who died and rose sacrificially for all to take away the sins of the world. 
for us ELCA Lutherans. Our hope is always in Christ's grace towards sinners. All of us, you and me included, all people. For us ELCA Lutherans, our faith in this turns our focus back to living as faithfully to Christ in this time, in the current time, as we can with our lives out of sheer gratitude for God's superseding love for all of life that is promised, for all of God's creation. Today's Gospel readings, the one I just read and that one coupled with Matthew 25, which I encourage you to read as well, are parables from Jesus about hell on earth in this life, not in the age to come. That we far too often create, maybe even unknowingly, or participate in. The here and now and the roles we play in influencing life as it unfolds, minute by minute, even action and decision by action and decision is where our faith and where people of God should be focused. In order that we would be a power of goodness and godness in every day of this life, not of curse, not of wickedness or evil toward people in this life. Today, I want us to consider the gravity of the parable of the unnamed dime-a-dozen rich man who not only doesn't give a rip about the poverty-stricken Lazarus, a fellow child of God who has been pummeled by life and by countless people who do not care one ounce about him either. But this rich guy who actively ignores Lazarus, just wishing he would go out away, go away out of his view. It's a death sentence on the part of that rich man. He won't lift a finger. He won't care. He won't show any love or mercy. He certainly won't work to change the system that has made him rich <laughs> so that poor people like Lazarus aren't this destitute and don't have the deck stacked against them all the time. This is hell on earth. All you or I have to do to realize this is to put ourselves in Lazarus's place. Can we even imagine the hopelessness, the pain, the suffering, the jeers poor people get from others who judge everything about them as though they are vermin? And finally, the giving up. Can we even imagine it? Can we imagine the living hell of being a poor person in this world? Seeing a Mark Zuckerberg, for instance, this past week lose $30 billion because Facebook stock dipped. 
and most of the developed world just not even really caring about this? Who cares about the almost unimaginable disparities in wealth we allow? Well, poor people do. Do we? If we're comfortable and don't want to be bothered with thinking about hard things like this and having them ruin our day, is this who God calls us to be and has blessed us to be? Is this what poor people in our communities and world who do not have comfort, who do not have advocates, or are in positions of being able to affect policy like we can or others can? Is this what they need from people who do? But for God's people, who are especially called to care and love and work hard for a greater good, who will speak up for those living at the gates of the people who have the most and could change life for the better most quickly, but who don't, who ignore the poor, just wishing they'd go away. Jesus is speaking about this, which is a literal hell on earth for many. And if many of our neighbors experience this hell daily, separated from love and care and hope, do we experience hell also if we look away, if our hearts are hardened or don't want to be bothered? Hmm? This is a hard topic today, isn't it? Where's the gospel? The good news. It is this. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Where is the good news? Truly I tell you, Jesus said, whenever you did it to one of the least of these who are my brothers and sisters, you did it also to me. Ironically, the good news is that we who hear this word of God and who walk in this life by faith are useful. We can be changed. Our hardness of heart can be softened by God magnificently. Our former sins have been forgiven. We can be bringers of mercy to our real neighbors who need it. With absolutely no judgment, but in fact with pure love and care in our hearts. And we can work strongly and relentlessly to change the systems of inequality around us. And when we do this, we not only meet our neighbors where they and we are together, but we also meet Christ there by his 
promise. We meet our Savior in our neighbor in need. We meet holiness. Together, we meet God in helping to undo hell on earth and live instead in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.